Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. I'm Keith Caulfield, Senior Director of Charts at Billboard. And I'm Katie Atkinson, Billboard's Executive Digital Director, West Coast. How's it going, Katie? It's going great. Uh, you know, our, our like loyal listeners might recognize my garage cricket as being on today's recording just fyi i i have a friend a cricket friend who just hangs out with me in my garage office i don't think crickets have that long of a lifespan and yet it's always here whenever you're in the garage a a cricket friend who might be a revolving door of cricket friends who knows (laughs) they're good luck though so there's that Keith's like, oh my god. Silver lining. It's great for audio. Who doesn't love a cricket in the garage? Next thing, but it could be worse. The washing machine could be going. This time I made sure the washing machine did not go. Oh my god. I'm just such a professional audio uh, professional over here. But if we're real lucky, the garage door may open. Oh yeah. All of that could happen. I say, I say, I say all this, but there's also a daycare center in the alley behind me. So, <laughs> I mean, it's not literally in the alley; it is behind the alley. There's just a collection of children running loose in the alley. <laughs> you know, it's Los Angeles, baby. You know. Okay. Well, as always, the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition. You can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news, fun chart stats and stories, new music, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. We have a very special edition of the podcast today where we'll be taking a listen to some of the season's new holiday song releases from Lizzo, Backstreet Boys, Sam Smith, Alicia Keys, and more. So stay tuned for that in just a moment. But first, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast... Subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast provider so you won't miss an episode. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit Billboard.com slash podcasts. All right. Well, every year, a wealth of festive new holiday songs are gifted to the masses. And 2022 is no exception. Yes, we have sifted through the year's new offerings, and we're going to share 10 tracks with you with a little sample of each tune, along with some quick reflections of the track from myself and Keith. So let's get the holiday party started with Backstreet Boys cover of Wham's Last Christmas Backstreet, from the group's. Yay. <laughs> is this re- is this what what actually what should have happened is you should have pers- should have been the person to introduce this one. I mean, if you'd like me to just start, uh, you know, gushing over the Backstreet Boys, sure. Or we could just no. leave this in. <laughs> we can just leave this in. You can gush about them when we play the song. Sounds like a plan. So it's a cover of Wham's Last Christmas from the group's first holiday album, A Very Backstreet Christmas. And here's a little sample of the track. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. 
So um, there's a little moment of BSB's Last Christmas. It's from uh, Very Backstreet Christmas, which came out on October 14th. Uh, my thoughts are as follows. It does what you want a cover of this song to do. Um, it has echoes of the originals, uh, 80s kind of synthy bits that are very fondly remembered. Also, I, all five of the boys get a solo moment to yes, shine. Yes. Um, so it's a nice showcase for all five voices. And I think, you know, it also says something about the power of the original song and George Michael's voice um, in in that Backstreet, in their version, they clearly reference the vocal choices that George made on the original song. Like they mimic how he changes his voice and goes up and down at certain points because it's so memorable and because it was so well done the first time around. Also, I just want to say the music video is charming and cute and it does what it should do for a you know, Christmas music video. Those are my thoughts. I feel like the thing that this adds, that Backstreet adds to this song, which is beloved, is the harmonies, which mm. is something that they've always been great at. Um, you know, when they started, like they, their dream was like to be like an R&B group. And so they really give those kind of boys to men harmonies in this um, song, I think. And I remember when they announced that they were doing a Christmas album over the summer. And we, of course, spoke with Kevin Richardson on the podcast about it, that it's like such a daw moment for Backstreet to be doing a Christmas album. And this song is like the perfect example of like, oh, it's like, great. This is perfect. This is exactly how a Christmas pop song should sound. Print it, put it in Target while I'm shopping in December and call it a day because it's great. So and I agree with Keith about the video being super fun. I feel like these guys actually clearly like love each other and are a family and have fun spending time together. Um, and it's apparent in this adorable video. Can I ask you a question? Of course you may. And if you don't know the answer, I'll just cut it out. Sure. Um, before this album, did Backstreet Boys like have just like a like a Christmas song ever? Yes, I, I don't know what the song was, but, but in they my, did back in the yes, day. In my research okay. for interviewing Kevin, I found that they had a single Christmas song. Never a Christmas album, which as we as, as a boy band aficionado, of course, NSYNC had an album. 98 Degrees had an album. It was a big moment for Christmas albums in the late 90s um, because of like the road that Mariah paved with her, you know, Merry Christmas album. Right. Uh, so it is super weird that it took this long. But I also feel like the the fans are super supportive of this and um, it's a fun time for it. So thank you. <laughs> Thank you to Backstreet. All right, moving on, we have Lizzo's cover of the Stevie Wonder holiday favorite, Someday at Christmas, recorded exclusively for Amazon this year. So let's take a listen. Someday at Christmas, we'll see a land with no hungry children, no empty hand. One happy All right, I think that this song is such a great showcase for Lizzo's vocals, because I think a lot of the time people think of Lizzo's fun songs, her rapping, her like body lyrics, etc., and or her her flute playing skills, etc., her showwomanship, and maybe forget that she has an excellent voice. And I think that this is a very like sincere, earnest performance of this Stevie Wonder classic, which is uh, super emotional. I mean, like it's it's a super serious song. The very first lyric is about like, you know, wanting to just like have 
a Christmas in the future where we're not like having war and people aren't, you know, dropping bombs, basically. So Lizzo, I love this choice. Um, I think the vocals great. Um, and it keeps it kind of grows and grows as it moves along. Like, I think her mm-hmm. vocal just gets more and more passionate throughout it as well. So I, I think this one's great. Keith? Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think it's it reminds you of Stevie's version, um, which is likely the point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's also a showcase for Lizzo's vocals. It has some great belty moments where her voice really kind of goes beyond what maybe people are would assume um, um, or are familiar with based upon just sort of, oh, super her casual pop, fans. Her pop hits. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's great. And also, um, I think, you know, maybe a lot of people probably won't even know that it's a cover. Like, they'll probably just be like, oh, what's this new Lizzo song? Like, because I know, we, we is, know it's a cover right. because we're old, but a lot of young people <laughs> won't. Well, and there's a funny thing, and, and there's moments in this list that we're going to go through today um, where, you know, new Christmas music is often very referential to old Christmas music. So what you're saying is, like, someone could just assume this is a Lizzo Christmas original because it sounds like another Christmas pop song. But obviously we know it's a Stevie Stevie original. Well, what I'm saying is I know it's a cover, but the the average person, young people will be like, oh, what's this new brand new song I've never heard of before? Oh, who's and then they say, who's Stevie Wonder? Oh, don't. And then then we all have, you know, let's move move to the next song. Okay. (laughs) Um, All right. Well, next we have Harry Connick Jr.'s Make It Merry. I feel like I'm taking all of Katie's favorites. I didn't mean to do this. Well, I'm just happy we're talking about all these people. All right. Well, next we have Harry Connick Jr. Mary Connick Jr. <laughs> oh, man, that should be his next Christmas album. <laughs> have, a, have a Mary Connick Christmas. <laughs> yes. oh, OK, so Harry Connick Jr.'s Make It Merry. It's the title track of his new holiday album, which was released on November 26th exclusively through Apple Music and iTunes. Let's take a listen. Um, one, this came out of nowhere. I didn't know that this album or song was existing until like a few days ago. Yeah, like um, he did announce Christmas, um, a Christmas tour uh, about mm. a month ago. And uh, I believe this is his third Christmas album. At least I own two previous Christmas albums by him. Maybe there are more. But the Christmas tour had been announced. But this album was, in fact, a surprise. Well, uh, it's, it's a surprise, I think, in general. Uh, clearly, um, but a pleasant happy holiday of surprise. Um, it's a very piano driven song, naturally, because it's Harry. Um, but it also has sort of a light kind of funky vibe that's accentuated by horns and um, that darn stringed instrument that Harry plays that I can't think of the name of. But in the music video, he plays it. He I didn't told even Katie notice about, that in the video. Did, yeah, watch the video. I didn't notice yeah, the, at the tail end of the video, what he... What was that thing called? It's it's this flat instrument with a bunch of strings on it that kind of looks like it's sort of a guitar strings, and it plays like a really kind of funky guitar sound, but it's flat, like it's a flat instrument. It's like and you're I playing feel, a, a piano like a guitar, or vice versa, something like that. It's, it's, yeah. it's funky. 
I feel like he he told us about it when he was on the podcast last. Um, and I just can't think of what the name of the instrument is. Anyways, um, piano driven, you know, has kind of a funky vibe accentuated by the horns and that instrument that Harry plays, um, you know, and, and there's a a nice kind of uh, emotional resonance to it where. Um, Harry asks, what are the chances you'd be here to spend your Christmas home this year? With all my heart, I ask you, dear, please make it merry. I did think, I was like, do you think it could be Mary, M-A-R-Y, and also M-E-R-R-Y? Like, please make it Mary. Like, as if you're speaking to someone named Mary, like, please make well, it this year, Mary. now that you say that, or like Mary, like the biblical the Mary. Mary. Yeah. The biblical Mary, yeah. Well, I feel like you just created a whole new audience for this song for Harry, if he hadn't thought of that yet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, though I need to, like, of course we need to parse through the lyrics a little bit more, because maybe there's things that he says in there that are not, you know, very kind of... Um, of that particular M-A-R-Y, but that's what I thought of. I'm like, is I he mean, speaking to a woman or is he last, just speaking about the season? His last album that we spoke with him about for the podcast was a uh, religious Faith-based album. Faith-based album, yes. yeah. Um, well, anyway, your thoughts, Katie? I mean, like, <laughs> listen, uh, Harry Con Jr. is one of my all-time favorites. Um, we had him on the podcast last year for our Grammy episode, which was a complete and utter treat. This song is exactly what you want from Harry. It's a very New Orleans, jazzy Christmas song. Um, great piano, great just instrumentals all along, or all around. Um, vo- great vocal. And I like that it's not like hit you over the head Christmas. Um, it's basically like a Harry Connick Jr. song that happens to have some, you know, very festive lyrics. Right. Um, so I, I, I think this is perfect. I love that this is the lead single. I am obsessed with his first Christmas album. Um, it's one of my favorite time favorite Christmas albums period um, and so I love the direction that this one's going because it feels like kind of getting back to Harry basics but like with a little Christmas flavor so this will definitely be, be being played around my house this Christmas I can tell you that much but I just have to get an Apple music account okay you don't <laughs> Moving on. I have Spotify. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I'm, well, I'm, I'm an Apple Music household. Or maybe I'll purchase a CD. Like, let's get crazy. Can I buy a physical copy of this? We'll find out. No, because it's exclusive well, to Apple and iTunes. Damn it. Okay. I mean, I guess, right? <laughs> yeah, we'll figure it out. I'll figure okay. it out. Um, okay, next up we have Blake Shelton's Cheer for the Elves, which is actually a cover of a song first recorded by his wife, friend of the podcast Gwen Stefani, for her holiday album a few years ago. So let's take a listen. Let's give a cheer for the elves They do like nobody else Working all day and all night To make your wish come alive You know, it's hilarious to me that Gwen wrote this song because it's like when Blake performs it, it's like such a blue collar country song all of a sudden, which when Gwen plays it, I'm sure it's just like a cute pop jingle, but all of a sudden it takes on a whole new meaning because the entire point of this song is like, let's cheer for all the work that these elves are putting in. I feel like we don't, you know, we give so much like shine to Santa and we don't talk about those elves like busting ass in the workshop. Right, like let's (laughs) let's not let's stop celebrating like like the The fat cats in washington right (laughs) let's celebrate like the blue collar working elves of america (laughs) or the north pole exactly i mean it's it's a pretty hilarious like take on a christmas song um so anyway i maybe when gwen wrote it she had blake in mind because it's just it it just works so well as a christmas country song i Um, think well keith what do you think 
so the song was actually written or co-written by friend of the podcast, Stefani, friend of the podcast, Justin Tranter, and the late Busby uh, a number of years ago. Um, and uh, Gwen was on the podcast a few years ago and talked to Katie about her holiday album. Yeah. I, for some reason, was not part of that interview, and I'm still upset at myself. She but... said, don't include Keith in the phone call. Right. <laughs> Got it. Um, well, uh, I think this song, and hopefully all the Stefani fans won't be upset with me, I think the song works better in Blake's rendition. Well, you just said that it was uh, co-written by Busby, who is a country songwriter. Um, mm-hmm. And so yeah, that but Justin Tranter is not is necessarily pop. a country. Pop. And obviously you know, we know Gwen's history. Right. I, th- I mean, if you listen, I mean, I've listened, I listened to the two versions, you know, Gwen's version and Blake's version. I think Blake's version and the arrangement of it works better as a country song. Her song, her version is perfectly pleasant. Um, I just, I just I just like his more. Yeah, but, I think she know. might agree with you, actually, Keith. All right. <laughs> I mean, they're going to keep it all in the family. It's all right. Exactly. She's getting a cut of this one anyway. So. <laughs> all right. Well, next up is Sia's Naughty and Nice. Let's take a listen. I can be naughty and I can be nice. I can be naughty and I can see in your eyes that you can be naughty. Okay, so this song is a bonus track that is on the new deluxe edition of her holiday album, Every Day is Christmas. I feel like this is like the second or third deluxing of this album. Um, I think Gwen has also done like two or three deluxes of her Christmas album. It's sort of it's sort of the thing to do. Yes. Um, Well, uh, my thoughts on it, it's very retro, very doo-wop, and it's a nice little trifle about literally being naughty and nice and why you should or shouldn't do those things. It's kind of all it is. And it's it's perfectly pleasant where it's like if it comes on the radio, it's perfectly nice to hear. Um, And it's it's a it's a it's a nice little moment. Those are my thoughts. I like um I think it's in the vein of like a Santa baby where it's like a sexy Christmas song, right. <laughs> which is always kind of a funny, you know, direction. You're naughty right. you're nice. Exactly. So it has that vibe. Out comes my stocking and it rolls it down, you know, very much like that. And I think literally she, my stocking. Yeah. Get it? Yeah. Not oh, the it's all by there. The, tree. the, double, wink, wink. the double entendres are all there. Um, and I also think to Keith's point about this album being released and re-released a few times, I think Sia is kind of becoming a little synonymous with Christmas music. Like she's had some pretty successful Christmas songs on, you know, AC radio on, on the channels that switch over to Christmas every year. And all of a sudden, like when I listened to this, I was like, Oh yeah, that just makes all the sense in the world. It's Sia at Christmas. Like I'd like more of this. (laughs) So also, also I think marketing wise, I think it's just a thing now where, you know, if you're, recording any album you probably have tracks that don't make the album and you hold them back and then maybe they come out later in a deluxe version but i think for holiday albums it actually works a little bit better say Mm -hmm. if you're gwen or sia or whoever and you record say 20 songs for a holiday album and you end up going with like 14 of them or 12 of them and you you save some of them for whatever reason 
And then you just have them in the reservoir yeah. for like, okay, every two years, we're going to drop a new holiday song or two as just standalone tracks, but we can add them to my existing holiday album. And so just as it's like this ever growing holiday album that you keep building on. Evergreen. And, there you go. Yeah. and also, as we spoke about on the podcast a few weeks ago, Sia is having a moment. So True. again, like these AC stations, like the one that I always, man, I talk a lot about Ellen K on this podcast, but my kids and I listen to uh, 103.5. They're playing um, they're playing Unstoppable. And then when they make the Christmas switch, they're going to be playing the Sia Christmas music. So it just makes all the sense in the world. Mm. Let's talk about the next song. I'm thinking we should talk about the Sam Smith song, Night Before Christmas. So let's take a listen to that. So lean in, kiss me, and all of the Now, the title of this song, obviously familiar, but this is not a uh, this is not a cover. And this no. is actually uh, just referencing the the story night before Christmas, but is actually just like a beautifully original song. Um, hot take my favorite song on this list of 10. I think it is just perfect. I think Sam Smith's voice is perfect. And you know what's interesting is like a long time ago, I'm talking seven, eight years ago, Sam put out a cover of um, what's the uh, Judy Garland. Um, oh my God. Happy no. days are here again. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, Judy Garland Christmas. What, what a sad moment for Katie and Google. Um, have yourself a merry little Christmas, hmm. which is from uh, Meet Me in St. Louis, the musical that Judy Garland starred in. And she sings that song. And Sam Smith covered that because um, they referred to it as the saddest Christmas song. And Sam said at the time, eight years ago, that they did not like Christmas. And that's why they wanted to do this really depressing Christmas song. So now here we are with Night Before Christmas. It feels it's it's a it's a ballad. But it yeah. feels not quite as like, you know, as depressing as Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. No, I I, I tend to not love Christmas ballads or holiday ballads in general, uh, unless they're done right. Um, I mean, I'm more excited to hear, a, you know... Oh, Santa, won't you bring me a something on a tree and let's do a thing with the... T- I mean, I like that. So how did you feel um, about this one, then? So, I liked the fact that it was lush. I liked the backing singers. I liked the instrumentation. I liked the fact that it seemed like it was a sort of a live orchestra or small orchestra. Um, and I liked the the sentiments throughout. I liked, you know... You know, when I'm with you, I don't feel the cold. You know, hold on to your lovers, be good to your friends, remember the people who are no longer there. Um, and Sam ends it with lean into the moment, the memories you share, and have a Merry Christmas, everyone, everywhere. So it's a very nice, melancholy um, um, uh, sentiment. Um, uh, but it's not the... Oh, Santa, won't you bring me a pile <laughs> no, of gifts and let's open them? No. But it's really lovely, you guys. You should listen. And it's a great vocal, as expected, <laughs> I'm not, from Sam I'm not Smith. Like, I'm not stomping all over it. No, I no, just, no, no. I'm, I think it's a good addition to a playlist to shake up the uh, Oh, Santa, won't you bring me a present songs. I mean, I, when, I, when I listen to this, it came right after listening to Blake and then Sia. And then I go into this. It's whiplash for sure. And maybe yeah. that's part of the reason I preferred it, because it was a little pause from the from the sweeter Christmas fair. 
Alicia Keys recently released her first holiday album, Santa Baby, and it includes this original track, December Back to June. Let's take a listen. Um, well, I swear in this song there's a sample of the Jackson 5. But I tried I, to I, to look that up, and you obviously did too. I googled to here and gone, and I couldn't find anything. And I looked at the songwriters of the song, yep. and I don't think they're all new-ish, yep. Rel- yep. recent people. So I just think it is a uh, a vocal treatment that is making someone in the song sound like a young Michael Jackson. That's correct. I, but, I, I would agree with that assessment. Um, I was sure, certain it was going to be sampling like the ja- I mean, Jackson five have famous Christmas songs. They had it. They had a very large. They had a very big Christmas album. They have famous Christmas songs. I just thought, I'm like, oh, it's got to be from one of yep. those things. I'm like, nope, it's just <laughs> making you think that um, again, as Katie referenced, like many Christmas songs are designed to sound like old Christmas songs. And Alicia has somebody in the back going, it's just Christmas time. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I knew I couldn't actually sing that. And I was hoping that you would just jump in and do it. (laughs) It's just Christmas time. Okay. Yeah. Don't do that again. (laughs) Katie sounds better. Um, But anyways, uh, so the idea of the song is that, um, you know, uh, Christmas extends beyond Christmas. You know, it's it's the idea that there will be a reason or you'll you'll get the lyric is you'll give reason to love you from December back to June. So Christmas time can be a full six months if you want it. So what happens after June from June? January just probably just didn't sound good or, or November <laughs> didn't sound good in the song. Like June. from from <laughs> From December back to November. In June, once it's uh, once it's beach season, then you drop your <laughs> your girlfriend. Or is or the idea, or is the idea that like people think of Christmas in July, so like Christmas starts in July, so I she's thinking know. you can have Christmas back on through June. I think it's just a great sounding lyric. I also think this song is like the coolest song on our list, just because. Yes, it's again with the Christmassy lyrics, but like it's a it's a not like over the top Christmassy sounding song. It's kind of a great right. R&B song. It's actually co-written, of course, by Alicia, but also with Taylor Parks and a few other people. So it's got the very current R&B sound. You could, in theory, hear this just on sort of contemporary uh, R&B radio Correct. stations or R&B from December playlists. back to June. Like it's not it's not. <laughs> It is not, I wouldn't say it's necessarily like screamingly Christmas. It is a seasonal song that is just about like the season and about an emotion that happens to happen around Christmas time. But she's intentionally trying to carry that beyond the season. Which so is a it's lovely sentiment. So, yeah. Okay. Well, we love Alicia. Um, yeah. And next up, we also love these people, which uh, friend of the podcast, I can say, Keith, right? Yes. Uh, Pentatonics. They are no strangers to the holidays, having released numerous successful holiday projects. And this season, they've released Holidays Around the World. And it includes a new original song called Kid on Christmas that features Megan Trainer. Let's take a listen. May you say a kid on Christmas, So once again, we have people who are 
becoming synonymous with Christmas. Megan has her own Christmas album. Pentatonix have multiple Christmas albums. Uh, they always pop back up on our charts around Christmas time every single year. Um, and this one is, you know, a, a reliably Christmas sounding song. <laughs> Yeah, is that no, my review? It, <laughs> I th- it sounds like it's your review. Um, it, it, in the way where we um, commented on Sam's song being um, maybe not the... This is very much that. This is like... Okay, what do we think of Christmas? Okay, well, it's uh, sugar plums and dancing fairies. There's Santa. How do you feel? You you uh, you feel like a kid at Christmas time, opening <laughs> up gifts, and um, so there are lyrics like turning eighty seven, going on eleven. You'll never grow too old for stockings full of candy canes. Like, you know, may you stay a kid on Christmas forever. It evokes the feeling that you had when you were a kid. And it's that warm feeling that hopefully everyone has when they think about what it was like to experience the holidays when they were a child. And that is always a hopefully a fun memory for most people to have. And that carries over into the song. Yeah. And Megan, of course, has made doo-wop a little bit her signature throughout her career, starting from, you know, all about that bass all the way to her most recent hit, which is Made You Look. And she also, similar to Sia, is having a moment right now with this Made You Look song, TikTok moment. And so here she is with a perfectly timed Christmas song with Pentatonix. And it feels like the recipe for an AC hit, I think. (laughs) Well, it's the holiday season, so not only is it time for Yule Logs and Pumpkin Pie, but also endless made-for-TV movies about the holidays, including... Lindsay Lohan's new Netflix film, Falling for Christmas. And it co-stars friend of the podcast, Cord Overstreet. So many friends this episode. So many friends. <laughs> Let's take a listen of her cover of Jingle Bell Rock from the movie, Falling for Christmas. Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell Rock. Jingle bells swing and jingle bells ring. Snowing and blowing up bushels of fun. All right, all the Lohan fans out there will be very familiar with Lindsay's history with Jingle Bell Rock because in the movie Mean Girls in 2004, she and the Plastics do a dance to the song during their talent show. And so it's kind of a cute callback that now in this new movie, which is sort of a a Lindsay reintroduction of sorts as well, because we haven't seen a lot from her in the last few years. Um, you know, she's back to her Jingle Bell Rock shenanigans. And yeah. this is super cute. I, I'm, I actually haven't seen this movie yet, but I'm, I 100% will be seeing this movie. Um, well, would you like to know the plot? Oh, sure. All right. So this is the plot. A newly engaged, spoiled hotel heiress, Lindsay Lohan. Yes. Gets into a skiing accident, suffers from total amnesia, and finds herself in the care of a handsome blue-collar lodge owner, played by Cord Overstreet, okay. and his precocious daughter <laughs> in the days leading up to Christmas. So, there you go. You take 
woman from the big city, yep. plop her into a blue collar, middle of nowhere country environment. Correct. Handsome stranger who likely owns a Christmas tree farm or some other bed and breakfast inside the place where this woman is trapped in because her car broke down, the train derailed, the plane crashed, or she's apparently has amnesia. <laughs> oh, and there has to be a child of this gentleman mm-hmm. as well so that there can be a bonding moment between the child and the woman from the big city. Also, I'm going to assume and just go out on a limb here that Cord Overstreet's uh, the the mother of the daughter probably died tragically a long time ago or or probably maybe she even left him for a job in the big city a long time ago. Well, I I mean, there's my thoughts. my, My thought is like, is Hallmark suing Netflix yet because this is basically their entire formula right this here. This is the formula for every one of these movies. Doesn't matter what network it's on. Um, this is a TikTok is probably producing a film with this plot. This is a very cute cover, but it is a straightforward cover of Jingle Bell Rock. Um, I, Except for the bridge, which features a rapper I had not heard of wait, until I, I. There was not a rapper on my version of this song. What did I listen what? to? There's a um, rapper. Yeah, named Ali. Tomanique, A L I. Is it Allie Lohan, her sister? No, 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 no. <laughs> Allie Tomanique, T O M I N E E K. So it has a not really necessary rap bridge, but okay. perfectly fine rap bridge from this person I I was unfamiliar with. All right, well now. <laughs> Maybe there's a rapless version that you got. Apparently, I listened to one that didn't have that rap bridge. Well, they, you know what? I'm just gonna say welcome back to Lindsay Lohan. I I love having her back in my world. Look, I like that little more personal album. Oh, she had some good songs, actually. She did did an amazing cover of Edge of 17 by Stevie Nicks. There you go. It was great. All right. Well, let's see what she does next. I believe I even reviewed it for Billboard magazine (laughs) back in the day. Anyway. We have one last song on our list. And uh, this one is uh, by Phoebe Bridgers, and it's called So Much Wine. Let's take a listen. There's only so much wine. So Phoebe has been dropping uh, annual holiday covers. She actually previously released. Oh, there's Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas again. And also covers by songs, uh, covers of songs by Tom Waits and Simon and Garfunkel. This new song is actually a cover. I was not familiar with the original. Um, It's by The Handsome Family, and it was first released in 2000. And I will also mention that the proceeds from Phoebe's song are going to the Los Angeles LGBT Center and the song also includes vocals and fiddle by Andrew Bird and vocals from her boyfriend, actor Paul Mescal. Didn't know that. Oh. I didn't realize that they were a couple. Yes. I just I was like, why is he on this track? Rumored, okay. rumored to be engaged even, but we don't know never, that. So just never boyfriend. ask Keith about who is dating who or who <laughs> is romantically entangled with anyone, because I literally will not know. Katie will usually know this because she's <laughs> she's the editor. I'm of tapped in. Com, but I'm like, I don't know. Ask me about their chart performance. Um, so this song to me is very much in the vein of like a like a um, Joni Mitchell river where, yes, there's like. Christmassy, sure. seasonally appropriate lyrics. Not this is the definition of not hit you over the head with Christmas. Um, no. It's just a lovely, you know, winter referencing song. Um, yeah. And I love Phoebe. This is a, a, a really like lovely Phoebe Bridger song. And I love that she's doing this for a cause. Um, it's 
you know, it's a lovely touch for a a Christmas song to also have it tied into a charity like this. I wonder if they'll eventually, since she apparently does this every year, she releases a cover or multiple covers. I'm not exactly sure because I'm not a huge Phoebe Bridger stan. Um, lovely, but I don't I'm not, I don't know about this series of covers until I researched it. I wonder if eventually they will put all of them onto like kind of like one compilation, like maybe like one special vinyl release mm. or something, you know, in the future. But who knows? Red and green vinyl. Well, um, there. Yes. Oh, sorry. Did, did you, no, please. Do you want to wrap this up? Please go nuts. Well, there's uh, 10 festive new possible favorites for the 2022 holiday season and beyond. Will these hit the Billboard charts and become evergreen tunes? Well, only time will tell. And because possibly you listening may make these into big hits that we will hear in every season. That's for right. Eternity. <laughs> for eternity. OK, well, now it's time for the chart stat of the week. I actually left this blank in Katie's notes to make it perfectly surprising for her. It's, oh, it's like a special surprise gift that you open and you don't know what it is. <laughs> it's basically just Quiz Katie again. OK. All right. I mean, to be fair, it's these are fun and we like trivia. So. Oh, yeah. I love trivia, please. And I also like surprises. <laughs> so bring it on. Great. Katie. Which of these songs that include the word holiday in their song title hmm. have gone higher on the Billboard Hot 100 chart? Okay. You have five options. Bee Gees, Holiday. Madonna, Holiday. Green Day, Holiday. Little Nas X, Holiday. Or, just to throw something in here that isn't just Holiday... Andy Williams, Happy Holidays slash the holiday season. It's my the favorite. Medley. That's my favorite Christmas song. Um, one of them. I I was expecting holiday roll out, but I didn't get it. All right. Please repeat the question so I make sure I understand. Which of these songs that include the word holiday in their title has gone higher on the Billboard Hot 100 chart? So we want to know the highest the charting, highest charting on that these. list. Mm -hmm. I mean, my first guess is Madonna. Well, yes, but it's tied with something else. Oh, interesting. Okay. So I will tell you that Madonna's Holiday reached number 16 in 1984. It was Madonna's first charting hit on the Hot 100 chart. All right. My, I've got, I'm, I'm split on two options for the next guess, but I'm going to go with Green Day Holiday. That reached number 19 in 2005. Ooh, close, close, close. Okay. Then my next guess was Bee Gees. You are correct. Bee Gees reached number 16 in 1967. Let me tell you about the others. Uh, Andy Williams, Happy Holidays, the holiday season, reached number 18 in January of 2021, which likely means that it'll go even higher this holiday season. I, <laughs> if holiday I have season. anything to do with it. And uh, Little Nas X's holiday reached number 37 in 2020. Now, I had heard of all these songs except for Bee Gees holiday, which I did I, not know that. I was just going like literally my father-in-law was watching Saturday Night Fever on my TV last night. And it's so I was not like, in Saturday Night Fever. I know, but I'm just like the Bee Gees just, you know, they've had such an insane chart history. I'm right. going to go Bee Gees. Yeah, I listened. I, I was thinking I listened to some of it and I'm like, hmm, nope, still haven't heard this song. <laughs> but, you know, same. Well, we could change that right now, Keith, for the people listening. <laughs> we are a holiday. Every day, such a holiday. 
Well, there, there's a bit of the Bee Gees holiday that neither one of us knew, apparently, until maybe today. You, maybe it was beloved by our listeners, and they're like, what, how do you not know that? It came out in 1967. <laughs> oh, that is a long time ago. So, oh, I referenced Saturday Night Fever, which is 1977, so a full decade pre-Saturday Night Fever, Bee Gees. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Oh, I had one other thought. It's unrelated. Oh, it's unrelated to the holidays. Um, okay. A... Someone on Instagram sent me a DM about the pod, and uh, they shared a. Uh, we were talking about Elton John on the podcast uh, last week when we, mm-hmm. Katie and I, saw Elton's next to last uh, show of his final tour in the United States. And um, hopefully, Jason, hopefully you're okay with me sharing this. I won't say your last name because, you know, I don't know. Um, it's Jason Lipschitz. No. <laughs> I'm just um, uh, Jason said uh, that that he enjoyed the discussion on Elton John and I'm Still Standing. You know, when you and I were wondering how was I'm Still Standing seemingly like his biggest hit ever when he performed right. it in the show when it isn't necessarily his biggest hit ever. Um, and Jason says, I remember it being a big comeback song for him. And you're right about the music video making a huge impact, uh, which is what I was saying on the show. And uh, he, uh, I engaged and I agreed with him and we were chatting. And he also said that uh, he feels like prior to I'm Still Standing, um, he thought of him as kind of being in the past, um, you know, being like a 70s artist. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of the Elton songs that he knew were from the 1970s. And then suddenly this fresh sounding song broke through that felt very contemporary. So um, I think what so Jason is thinking. sort of like thinking, the dividing line between yeah. like classic rock Elton and like Elton. modern contemporary Elton. Like modern MTV um, mm-hmm. pop uh, visual new era Elton and I and and it then continued to make me think more about how hard it was for so many artists to make the transition from the pre-MTV era to the MTV era yeah so many like kind of rock bands and faceless groups and faceless acts like couldn't transition they couldn't compete and the fact that Elton was able to do that speaks volumes to obviously his musicianship and his artistry, but also the fact that he was like, we have to get onto this MTV thing. We have to make videos. We have to do this right. And oh, he did. people need to just like write a textbook about Elton because he's had two top 10 hits in the year 2022. So it, he's definitely still standing and it's wild. And it, it none of it has any precedent. None of no. it. Nope. Nope. I mean, nope. <laughs> Not really. Can we get Elton on the show? Elton, if you're listening. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm putting, I he's, literally. He's got free time now. I've, I've it, said this numerous times. I've, I've put it into the universe. Elton John, we would love to have you on the Billboard Pop Shop podcast to talk to Keith and Katie about your amazing career on the Billboard charts and beyond. Please. Yeah. He should Give just co-host. He should co-host with us and you talk all about the charts. My man knows the charts. That would be amazing. Back and forth. Yep. I mean, he he could just for, from now on. I mean, is he looking for anything else to do? He's got nothing else to do. Well, I interviewed his husband, David Furnish, who's also his manager and business partner. And uh, David uh, loves the idea of him doing something with Billboard. So let's make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm already just, trying to make business deals. Uh, we just assigned him a new position, apparently. <laughs> right. Well, um, I suggested a chart column, but I think co-hosting the podcast would be great. He can do both. <laughs> he can do both. Why not both? Why not? <laughs> we could totally afford him. Uh, um, okay, so what song should we go out on? Maybe Step Into Christmas by Elton John. Oh, great idea. That's a lovely idea. Tie perfect. it all in a, in a perfect Christmas bow. Okay, see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.